Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Oh, I'll pray for you, Adrian, just to give you a moment. <laughs> oh, Father God, we just thank you for this time together today. And Lord, as we come to hear your word this morning and what you've prepared in Adrian's heart, Lord, we pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would prepare our hearts and minds to receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. It's so good to see you today. And uh, welcome, if it's your first time, for some, it, for some of you, it may be your first time here today, so Welcome. It's just so good to have you with us. Um, if you have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to the book of Ezekiel. It's in the Old Testament. It's not going to come up on screen, and I'll explain why in a moment or two. But uh, if you give you a moment, Ezekiel chapter 47 is uh, where we're going to look for the next few moments. So I'm going to read from Ezekiel chapter 47. I'm reading from the NIV, New International Version, verses 1 to 12. This is quite a well-known passage for some people. For others of us, it might be something you're reading for the first time. Uh, It's called The River from the Temple. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate facing east, and water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, and then he led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another another thousand cubits, and he led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was now waste. And he asked me, son of man, what do you see? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. And when I arrived, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Araba and enters the Dead Sea. And when it empties into the Dead Sea, the salty water becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from the Engedi to the Englein and there will be places for spreading of nets. The fish will be of every kind, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea, but the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Their fruit will serve as food and their leaves for healing. The prophet Ezekiel, it was a prophet Ezekiel who wrote these words. And he wrote them at a time when the Babylonian Empire had overcome the people of Israel. 
And what had happened was the Babylonians were a group of people further east of Palestine and had a, 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 mass, a mighty empire. And it came to a point in time where the Israelite nation had moved a long way away from God. And uh, the Babylonians came, would come and lay siege to the city, would take the city, and there would be destruction and carry the people into captivity. Uh, and, and this is the time that Ezekiel is writing in. And, uh, and, and what he sees here, he sees that he speaks of the temple being in ruin, but also a temple being in renewal. And so the, the verses that I've just read, those, those 12 verses about water coming from out of the temple, he's speaking of a time of renewal in, in chapter 47. But a bit, bit earlier on, he speaks of a time of ruin. And uh, whether he's speaking, he's in Babylonian captivity, he's, he's speaking of a time that he can see. And he's warning the people. He warns them of a place of ruin where there'll be destruction. But as the people return, there'll be a time of renewal. And it's the time of renewal that he sees in the, in the passage that I've just read in chapter 47. Ren a temple ruined, but a temple renewed. And the water is coming out and flowing uh, such, such that it's ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then so deep it says there that you're able to swim. And this is the, the, the picture that he's sharing. He's, he's sharing a picture there of a renewed temple and a renewed spirit and a renewed Israel. And so if you're speaking in the context that he's speaking into and the prophetic word that he's speaking into at the time, and in the context of the time, he's speaking to Israel, the, the ruin, but also the renewal of the nation and the people and their worship. And that's what, you know, if we read its context... But we're also going to look at the, the sense of the application, the spiritual application that there can be for you and I today. Most Bible scholars would say, yes, the context is what he's speaking into, warning Israel, encouraging Israel at the time. But also, this is a foretaste of what we experience today, the flow of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's flow. The, the water there is life-giving, and it's a life-giving flow, a river and most Bible scholars would speak about that being renewed worship for Israel. If we come into the New Testament, Paul says to the, in the letter to the Corinthians that don't you know that you, you and I, you are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you. And so in the New Testament, you and I, we are the, we are the living temple of God. God lives in people. And so there's a flow of the spirit in and through our lives and open to your life. Uh, a life-giving flow of forgiveness, a life-giving flow of hope, a life-giving flow of power, which is incredible news in the New Testament era, which is now what we're living in. There's this opportunity to know the life-giving power and flow of the Holy Spirit for our hearts and lives. And most Bible scholars will say that is probably what he's speaking into, you know, at, at, at the time. And this can be applied to us Today And so what we see there is this, this, this life-giving flow of the, the spirit, the, the restored worship, a renewed worship, a renewed temple, a renewed nation, a renewed heart, a renewed flow of life, of spiritual power of God flowing through the people of God and out into the nations and out from the temple into the nations. And you, you, the picture there is of, of this amazing sense of life. And uh, it's a river of life, but it's, there's a progressive depth 
to the river. And let's, let's have to take a look at that just for a moment or two. So you'll need your Bible in front of you so that you can see, and we're going to come back to this and, and look at this. And so you see that um, Ezekiel says there that um, he's, the, 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 um, the being, it's probably an angel, an angelic being, takes a measuring line and measures from this flow uh, a thousand cubits. A thousand cubits is something approximately to say 1,500 feet or 500 meters. Give or take a little bit. There's, there's a bit of a debate on the distance. But it's not so much the distance, but it's, it's the sense of, the, uh, a sense of measure. But if you're wondering what a cubit is, that's what a cubit is. It's about, it's about 1,500 feet. It's about 500, 500 meters. But it, so as he measures out this distance, there's a sense where the water is, is ankle deep. It's in verse 3. You'll see it there. And, so, and, and, and then there's a sense that he goes another 500 meters. And uh, he goes out, and, and the water in, in verse, in verse uh, 4, the first part of verse 4, says the water is knee-deep. Uh, there's this progression of a depth. There's a depth. There's a depth to the experience of the knowledge of God, the experience of God, the hope of God, the flow of God, the power of God. This is the picture. And so, and so he goes and measures another distance, another thousand cubits, and says that by this time, the water is now waist-deep. And then he measures out another thousand, and he says, now the, the water is so deep that you, you, your feet can't touch the bottom, but the, it's, it's so wide you can't fathom it, but it's so deep that there's, you'd have to swim. You'd have to swim uh, in, in, in that river. And, and so there's this measurement, this measuring out of the depth of God. And um, the, the, the understanding there is that, that in God, in, in the Christian life, the Christian walk, this is the way of the Lord. Walk ye in it. We're encouraged to, to follow. Jesus said, follow me. There's a walk. So Christianity is a, is a walk. Jesus says, follow me. Come and follow me. So it's to walk after him. And as we walk after him, it, it, there's a depth to that walk. There's a, there's a depth to that experience of the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the hope of God. There's a depth to the experience of the flow of God, the flow of the Spirit in and through our hearts and lives. And this is what the picture is beginning to show us. And as we, as we seek to apply this today. Now, one of the things that I... That, so this, this message is going to come out of uh, what I feel. I'm going to... I broke... We're about to start a series on um, the heart of worship. And anyone that knows us, uh, we tend to take either it be a book or a theme, and we're, we, we, we plan that out over our, our year. But I, bro- I want to break into that because... If, if anyone that's been in our, in our church now uh, uh, over, the, over this, this last year even, you'll hear us speak about this year we feel is a year of the flow of God. And if you hear us speaking about the, the, last, the last year felt more like a drift, and I felt more that we were, there was a sense of drift and we weren't being negative about that, but that was the sense. We come back from pandemic and we, we sort of drift. But this year, and at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, we started to speak about God saying, this is a year of flow there's going to be a year of the flow of God. And uh, so in a prayer gathering, we have early morning prayer gathering called the Boiler Room Gathering, we've, we've prayed this, these verses. And so I want to speak about something that we feel God's speaking to us as a church and that I feel is for us as a church. So I don't always speak on a prophetic word or something that I feel God has said to me, but I just feel it's something that I want to just challenge myself and us with 
as a word of. So it's all very well, Andrew, myself, and other elders and, and leaders, and we speak about this is the year of God's flow. And we go, yeah, this is a great idea. That's one great thing. Yeah, so that's okay. But what are we going to do about it? And so I suppose this morning is a bit of, you know, for us as a church, what are we going to do about this year as God challenges us and begins? And, and we're experiencing, you know, we are experiencing in our youth, uh, there's been a tremendous, it's not just about growth, but tremendous growth in our youth, uh, young people being baptized. So there's a growth not only in number, but in heart and spirit. There's a real flow, of, we feel the flow of God. And... Um, in, our, in, our, in the life of our church, in the attendance here. It's not all about attendance, but there seems to be, we are, there's an increase in the sense of worship. You, I speak to people, you know, prayers being answered. How amazing was that with Cindy sharing this morning? There is a flow, we feel a flow of God, the Holy Spirit moving afresh. So what do I do about that? And that's what this, I feel that this message is about this morning. And... Uh, that's, that's where I want to continue to go. So there is this sense of a depth and a, a progression and a, a depth. And I, I, the question I would ask is, how far or how deep do you want to go? I ask that question of myself. I ask that question of myself. I, I feel as a Christian, I've been a Christian for something like now 39 years. So that's longer than the age of quite a number of people here. I find myself at that point in my life, which I never thought I'd ever be saying this, that I've been a Christian longer than the age of some of the people that are, that are in the church. That I'm at. And yet I still feel there is more. There is more to God. There is more to my walk. There is more to my yielding my heart and life to Jesus than now than ever. And I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me about that. And I feel he's speaking to us as a church as well. And so that's, so what I share now, and when I say how far are you prepared to go, that's the question I ask of myself. I won't ask anything of you that is not being asked of me. So, uh, so that's, so we're in this together. So I ask, how far and how deep do you want to go in God, with God? I'm not saying you become more knowledgeable. You become a super Christian when everybody else, we're talking about, Yielding my life, giving our hearts to Jesus, giving up our lives to God, giving ourselves. How, how far do you want to go? How deep? Because you can, we can go as far and as deep because God is as far and as deep. He's, his, the depth of his love is, is further than we can ever imagine. And that's what I feel that this is saying. How far and how deep do you want to go? You see, we could stand on the bank it says in Ezekiel there, that, that, uh, I think it's, it's, it's verse, is it verse, I think it's verse 7. Yeah, he returns to the riverbank. So he's shown this vision of the river, then he returns to the riverbank. And then he surveys and is shown everything. And, and, you know, life as a believer can be a bit like that. We're, we stand at the bank at the shore and watch and see. And it can be a bit like that as a Christian at times. I don't know about you, but I've had those moments in my life where I've stood were on the bank, and I've seen others serving. I've seen others getting involved. I've seen others growing as Christians. I've seen others moving on in their knowledge of God, their, their love of Jesus, their growth as a Christian, their discipleship, their journey of following Jesus. I've seen them grow, and yet I can watch. We can stand on the bank, and, and yet it says there that he went to a place where he was, he, there's a progression, ankle deep. Where are you today? 
I'm not, this isn't, this isn't um, anyone's better than anyone else because we're all on our own journey. You know, there's this thing in running. I don't, ru- I don't run now. I used to run a long time ago. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> all right. <laughs> ben. You get a personal best. You do your personal best, don't you? Well, is there, how, many, how many people actually... There's a number of runners here. Put your hand up if you, if you go running. Yeah, I know. You don't, it's a horrible thing when somebody says, put your hand up. But there's a number of people that you do your PB, you do your personal best. There is something about our race, our walk, our Christian life, where you do your, your best. You don't, and the danger is we all compare ourselves to others. Pastors do it in churches. They say, oh, my church, what is your church? And you think, well, my church, but it's my walk. This is, this is where I'm called. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm called to. So what's my best? I'm going to give my life. And the thing is for you, so when we talk about how deep are you going, don't, don't say all oh, them and this and you've got to do that and I should be jumping in at the deep end and doing this. It's your walk. Where are you, where are you and where are you going? That's the key. I'm not going to tell you, you've got to do this and do that. You've got to jump in right at, and go, you should be swimming. So some, some pastors will say, you, we're all, we all should be swimming. You've got to find your depth, your depth in God. So where, where are you and where are you with that? And so there is this sense, isn't there, of oh, are your ankle, are you, are you knee, are your waist, are you in a place to swim? Where's your, in your commitment for Jesus, in your giving of your life, in your service to God, in, in your very heart, where, where are you today? Where, where, where are you at this moment? Where are you right now? So we can stay on the bank or we can step out, you step up and step out into the flow. And this is the year where we feel God is saying, as a church, there's a fresh, there's a fresh opportunity to flow. There is a fresh opportunity to flow. And we're experiencing that, and we're hearing that, and you can see that, and people coming in feel that amongst us and as a church. It's not to be just contained in here, but to be released in our, through our lives wherever we go. And there is something that is flowing, and, but there's a greater, there's something more. And, and what it is today is where are you, and where do you want to be in the flow of God in this place? And so we can stay on the bank or step up and step out. Now, my, so I'll give you an illustration about stepping up, stepping out, and learning to swim. So my, my wife, Helen, she's a really, she's a, she does breaststroke. She's a great swimmer. She can just, if you go in a swimming pool, she'd just swim up and down, just constantly, as I would go and I have to stop and take a breather. And if I'm swimming beside her, she can swim like this and chat away to me. And I... <laughs> And I swim, and I can't talk. I just have to look ahead and swim like that. So she's a really good swimmer. And uh, something that she loves to do is, uh, and, and uh, uh, when, we're, when we go on holiday, she, she loves to not only swim in the pool, but she likes, if she can, she likes to swim out in the sea. Something that she loves. And she'll, she'll go quite a way out, you know, step into the water and go quite a way out, and off she goes. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not one of these ones that runs and jumps in. I'm just not a runner and a jumper inner. That's my human nature. That's my nature, right? And I'm talking about getting into the flow of God. And so I'm going I'm I'm to share my, lay my cards on the table. This is what, what I've learned, and I've, this is where the story's going to go. Uh, so for all of you that are not runners and jumper inners, 
right? There's, there's a point to this story. And uh, so, um, so, so I've learned over the years. So, so for me, I, I, you know, she'll, she'll walk into the water and then she'll go and off she's, and she's swimming. She'll come on in. She'll be miles out there. And I'll be standing looking at her. And, and I'm the sort of person that will just sort of walk up to the edge a little bit, get my toes in a bit, feel it's a bit cold. We, we were in Aberdeen in, in, for, for, for many years. So in the northeast, it's freezing cold water. Uh, we went and moved a bit further south to Newcastle upon Tyne. It's still freezing cold water, you know. So, you know, the, the, the sort of the northeast coast. Uh, but my Helen would just, would just jump in. And so, so uh, that's my, my, my thing. And so I'm a bit more careful. But for me, it's I'll go up to the edge, feel what, what the water's like. I might go a bit further, but are there any shells? I don't like them. Or, or I'll, go, I'll go a little bit further still. And then it's like, are there jellyfish here? She's swimming around out there. I might go a fraction further up to about my knees, and then I sort of stand there and watch her, and then, and then I sort of go back. <laughs> and that was me. That was me, if I'm honest. Um, but our last... Uh, so a uh, so, um, couple of years back, just before the pandemic, we, we, we went on holiday somewhere really nice and warm, and um, she was doing the old, come on in! And, uh, but I have learned. I, as the years have gone by, I've got a little bit bolder, and... Uh, We've been married quite a while now, and um, and I've learned, and so I did. I I went out straight away. I know, I know. Six pack, Six pack yeah. <laughs> Steady on, and 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 so I went up to about my waist, and I went up to about my waist, and then, and I've gradually done this, swam a little bit in in the in the little shallowy bit that I was in. And then I went out a bit further, and a little bit further. And I've gradually adapted to this. And, and I've got to say, on our, our last one, it, it was we, at 7 o'clock in the morning, we were out swimming in a very warm, it was somewhere warm, in these beautiful warm waters. And I got, not as far as her, but I got nearer. And then she said, there's these big fish in here. And I was... <laughs> <laughs> swimming back for the shore because I thought, what are they? There were fish like that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Colourful fish. <laughs> but I must say, um, swimming out there, it was beautiful. Learning to swim. So, so for you and I today, it, when we talk about serving God, where are you? In your experience of the Spirit of God, yielding your life to God, giving your heart to God, are you ankle? For some of us, Maybe we've swam back to shore a bit. Maybe things have frightened us off, some things. Maybe there's things that have prickled and hurt us. I don't know where you are. So there's a, with this picture of going out deeper into God, deeper into the Spirit, deeper into our Christian walk. Sometimes we do, sometimes we're a bit worried. Some of us go back a bit. Some of us are out swimming and loving it. You've got to find your own journey. Don't compare yourself to somebody behind you, in front of you. Your best, your own PB just giving God your life. But it's beautiful out there. And, and it was, and it was lovely. And I learned to enjoy swimming with her. Now, with, 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 so, so, you know, there's that picture of serving, yielding, giving our lives, growing in God, following in my Christian journey, serving in the local church, giving my life to Jesus, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, yielding to the Holy Spirit. There's this picture of going deeper. And, and so I say, where are you? Where, where do you want to be? Do you, do you want to be in the flow of God? Because this is the year, this isn't the only year, but we do feel there's a, a, things are 
changing. Something fresh will be happening for us as a church. And we're looking to get into the flow. And so if we talk about the flow of the Spirit, you can stand on the riverbank or you can just dabble your feet or you can really begin to enter in. What does that mean for you in our church, serving in our local church, experiencing the Holy Spirit maybe for the first time, opening up our hearts and lives? You know, it says there, now to encourage us, and with this we'll conclude, there's three simple things there that we, that we, we, we read from that, this progression of going into the river. It's, some amazing things happen. It says in verse 8, in, in verse 8 there, it, we read, he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Araba, where it enters the Dead Sea. And when it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. This was water that went from the temple into the Dead Sea, which is a salt sea. And so where the water met, this, this life-giving water, this river of God, met the Dead Sea, said it became fresh. How about that? Fresh. I meet a lot of Christians and they, they, they're not happy in their Christian life or they're not happy in life. They're just not happy, full stop. And we need something fresh. And the life of the Holy, the Holy Spirit brings a freshness, renewal, hope, forgiveness, revitalization. It says that where the, where the water was salty, it, it becomes fresh. And, and in verse 9, so, so where the salt water becomes fresh, in verse 9, wherever the river flows, it says there is life. You read there in verse 9, it goes on to say, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. So where there's a flow of God, there'll be life. It says, there are large numbers of fish. Where the water flows, there it makes the salt water fresh. And where the river flows, everything will live. So how about that? So we talk about, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Adrian, you're going to move from drift to flow. And we've been speaking about that. And this is why we're speaking on this today. I felt the Spirit of God really impressed my heart as a church. We're going to go from drift to flow. So when we get into the flow of the Spirit, there is freshness and life. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible in your own heart and life and spirit, your service? I mean, we need, for many of us, need a revitalization in our serving God, a revitalization in our sense of giving my heart back and life to God again. And this is what God said through Ezekiel to the Israelite nation. The Holy Spirit will come upon the temple and your life afresh. You'll be a renewed nation, revitalized. You'll, you'll have life and hope. And this is what it's speaking there, that miracle life. The miracle life. Jesus takes that which is dead and makes it alive. It's incredible. The power of the miracles of God in our hearts and lives. And, and you know, we, we come upon these things in human terms, but God comes upon them in spiritual terms. But this is a warning. And this is the warning in verse 11. We read this. It, it says there in verse 11, uh, but the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left as salt. Swamps and marshes are untouched by the flow. It's in those places where we are untouched by the flow of God, be like a swamp and a marsh. Salty places. You can see it there, verse 11. Swamps and marshes are untouched because there's no flow. Oh my word. Isn't that incredible? The swamps and marshes are untouched. Why? Because there's no flow. Where, where, there is, where there is no flow. It's amazing. Little did I realize, you know, back towards December of last year, end, beginning of January in the new year, you're going to go from drift to flow. That God is saying to us, there'll be fresh 
hope and life if you come off the riverbank and begin to enter in with our hearts and our lives. You know, very often today, if the worship team would come back, that would be great. Thank you, guys. We're going to pray together and uh, an opportunity for us to respond. But, uh, you know, today there's a lot of talk, you know, the church needs to be current. I understand that. Relevant today, in other words. You'll hear a lot of talk about that. You know, the church doesn't reflect. The church doesn't reflect society today. You're going to hear a lot about this. There's a lot of pressure coming on the church. Coming on the Church of England, big time. Huge pressure on the church in general. And the, the pressure is this. You're not current. You're not relevant today. You don't reflect society. Uh, I would say this. If we're going to stay current, we have to be in God's current. We have to be in the spirit. If we are to, not to reflect our society, but to reflect kingdom values, the kingdom society, if we truly want to stay current, vibrant, full of hope and life and alive, if you, it's not to do, try to, try to do this. Obviously, we need to reflect in the sense of the, 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 the ways of communicating today so you'll find that we use modern ways of communication of course I'm not saying that but in the sense of acting like the world to be current to be relevant you're not you've got to reflect this world this is what's coming on the church right now this is this sort of approach that says to church you won't get funding because you don't reflect the world you're a little group to yourselves this is where it's going this is what the momentum is beginning to move towards but if we're to stay current I would say in this world we need to be in God's current in the flow of God as we get into the flow of God, that's what brings hope and life and forgiveness. Only through Jesus Christ and the power of his spirit. Shall we pray together? Will you stand with me? If you can stand. If you want to remain seated, you're welcome to. But if you can stand, I invite you to. And um, So um, symbolic acts are very important throughout Old and New Testament. Uh, I, and I'm going to ask us to open our hearts. Now, how would you do that? You know, well, that's got to be inside in your mind and in your heart for you to open up your heart to God and open up your heart to the Spirit. And think about where are you today? Are you standing up the riverbank? And, and this is not a judgment. This is just for you to evaluate where you are. Are you standing on the riverbank? Are you in at your ankles or your knees or your waist or swim? Would you like to swim? It's about opening our hearts, isn't it? Opening our minds and then saying to God, this is my life. I'm giving it to you unreservedly. It's a powerful thing. It's a very challenging thing to do. It's a huge challenge to say, I un what does that mean to unreservedly for you to give your heart and life to God? Are there some things that you're going to have to let go of? Are there some things or people that you have to let go of or lifestyle? Is there a lifestyle? Is there a habit? Is there something that you do? I, I, I don't know. But to say unreservedly, take my life. I think stepping out off the bank is an unreserved take my life, God.
39 years ago, I did that when I said, dear God, forgive me. I want to follow Jesus. I took, I took what I don't like doing. I jumped in. I took a leap of faith. I'm a dabble toes first. Go back, dabble toes. Unreservedly, will you open your heart with me? And as a symbol of opening of the heart, I, 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 you know, I'm going to ask you to open your hands. If you want to raise them to heaven, you can. If you want to just put them in front of you, that's fine. No one's going to look at you. I'm not going to judge you. Whatever you decide to do, it's up to you. But symbolic, we're going to look at this when we look at our series in the, in the weeks time, few weeks' time on worship. And we'll look at the area of our bodies and our lives in worship. But this morning, just it's a way of saying, I'm opening my life to you, Father God. I'm going to do that. Will you join me? Mighty God, our Heavenly Father, I open up my heart and life to you. See our hearts. You do see the hands. It's a symbol of what's going on inside my life. But most of all, you see the heart. You're concerned about my heart today, our hearts. So would you see our open hearts? Father, God, we're opening up our hearts, whether it's we're standing on the bank, we're into our ankles. You know, we've, we've got much, much going on in our lives. We're up to our knees, maybe in yielding to you. We, we, we want to just flow. We want to come into the flow of your spirit, give our lives afresh to you, to serve you, to love you, to honour you, to walk in you, to walk with you, Jesus, for you, Holy Spirit, to flow through me, that I might serve you in the local church and serve my, my friends at work, my colleagues, and live for you, Father God. Whether I'm, you know, 16 or 60, I want to serve. We want to serve you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we say that you're welcome in the sense of you're here. You can do as you wish. But I, I, we, I welcome you by, by, by just opening up my heart and life to you. Have your way in us, Jesus, we pray. Take our lives and let them be dedicated to you. We're, as it were, stepping up. And as it were, now going to step out into all that you have for us this year. And I, I pray, Father God, as a church, you, it, it's, it's not just for us, but we pray for our town. We pray for the Long Eaton area, for a flow of your spirit. We pray for the churches, irrespective of denomination, to know a flow of your spirit, fresh life uh, to come upon your church, upon people. I pray for fresh life to come upon my service, our service. Fresh life and flow to come in marriages and homes and hearts and lives. Jesus, we pray. We want to live for your glory. We pray for our nation that we don't want to be a nation adrift of God, but a nation in the flow of God. And so we pray for our nation. It's a big prayer to pray. It's a big prayer to pray. We pray for our nation. But first of all, it starts in my life, in my heart. What starts in my first step can culminate in the step of a whole nation. And so, Father God, this morning we pray, give us a vision for my life. Take away that I look at somebody else. I look at somebody else and say, look at them. Or, or I feel intimidated by the little that I can do. It's just one step. But that one step, you say, mustard seed moves mountains. I believe that mustard seed moves mountains. Just one moment repeated builds momentum. 
one step repeated, 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 takes us on a destination. And even one step this morning, if we repeat it, repeat it day by day, takes us on a destination of Jesus. Oh, Father God, I pray that you'll take our church into its real destiny, that we won't flounder, we won't be on the riverbank, we won't be washed away, but we'll be taken up with the flow of your Spirit in this place, Father, whatever that means for us as individuals and as a church. Pray that Oasis Christian Centre can be a blessing for our town, even more than it is today and now. We just want to serve and honour you, Jesus, in our town. We want to have a heart for our town, a heart for our nation, a heart for people. And to do that, we need renewal, refreshed, restored, released. In the power of your Spirit, we pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, have us today, we ask. Take my life and let it be dedicated to you, Jesus. Amen.